Welcome to Mama's Making Waves. I'm down-to-earth Erica. And I'm joyful Jackie. We're two moms taking a stand against the hustle and grind. To help you find more ease and flow in your life and business. Let's Let's dive dive in. Welcome to Mama's Making Waves. Today, in our Marketing Minute, we're going to talk about seasons of your marketing. How you doing, Erica? Oh, I'm doing great, Jackie. But you know what I find really interesting about business is there's the times when you're working in your business, like mm-hmm. when I'm seeing my clients, when I'm like doing the thing, and then there's those times where I'm having to manage my business. And if I get mm-hmm. too caught up in the day-to-day, like serving my clients, showing up for them... I kind of lose track of the overall picture. Yeah. And, you know, I just did my taxes and all of that. So it gets me thinking about the big picture Mm -hmm. and how important it is to kind of be in it and do a good job where I'm at, but also like step back and see the big picture. I think what I want to do for our audience is give them permission and say, it's okay if you're at the point where you're spending more time working in your business than you are on your business. Because I will confess, I am Jackie Pullman. I have been an entrepreneur for a year and I did not have business cards for the first four months. I did not have a website. I didn't have anything. And that's especially painful because my whole position is in marketing. So I was not marketing myself at all. So I want to say, you can do it. You will still have clients. People will still like you, even if you have nothing in the way of marketing for yourself. But what you did have was clarity on what you were offering That's true. And that is a place where you could have all of the stuff. You could have Mm -hmm. the website. You could have the business cards. You could have all of that and still have no idea who you're working with and what you have to offer. Right. I think that's the the thing that people kind of get into. Like when you were – like you had this awesome logo and you had these really cute business cards. You had like two websites, but it's like – Okay, who are you working for and what are you trying to do for them? Well, and my whole thing has evolved a lot. Mm -hmm. And so what I thought I was doing and who I thought I was working with ended up being a little bit different than what I'm finding I'm actually wanting to do. Mm -hmm. And so I was looking, I've been doing massage for 20 years. I've worked in a lot of different types of places. And so I feel like I've always been able to plug in what I do in different settings in different situations and I'm very versatile and so that's a big selling point but when I'm versatile I have clients who run marathons I have triathletes I have worked with Olympic athletes I work with overstressed moms I work with pregnant women I work with all of these different types of people so I can't narrow down my niche based on my who my clients actually are and Mm -hmm. so that got me confused for a while You know, am I serving the people that I've already worked with? But if one marathon runner comes to see me, then they tell all of their friends and all of a sudden I'm serving marathon runners. But that's where you kind of get in a tailspin, too. It's being like, is the marathon runner my ideal client or is he? Because there's always exceptions. Like I finally said, okay, you know what? My niche is going to be communication strategy for people that are in the healing arts. So people like you, people who are yoga instructors, therapists and whatnot. Does that mean that that's all that I serve? No. My One of my biggest clients was my boyfriend's car club and they were great and they were an awesome client and I love doing my work for them because they're passionate about what they do and who they are and they don't like try to micromanage me. So they're, they're awesome. So there's always going to be that client that's the exception that isn't within your niche, but that's not where you focus your time and where where you focus your energy on. 
It's true. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that realizing that when you start with a vision, you have Mm -hmm. a passion, you have a purpose, you have a vision, you have some sort of spark or fire about what you want to do and who you want to help, and then you start to put it out there, and sometimes different people show up Mm -hmm. than who you thought you were talking to. Right. And you might find that those people who show up are much more aligned to who you want to work with, or... You might find that those are not at all the people you want to work with. And there's something about your copy that's bringing in the wrong people. Well, and that's what I was going to say, too. It's not I I think a lot of people start their businesses with the best intentions of, you know, writing a business plan, figuring out who their ideal client is, figuring out like their whole communication strategy. Like you when you came in, you had all those pieces in place. But what happened was you're you're. Your philosophy changed. Your client base changed. So it's not something that you can just do once and be done with. I mean, we went through this with making waves. Like, who we started serving and who we're serving now, they're different people. And it's, you know, as you get more clarity, as you do this longer, your marketing strategy has to change. Your client base has to change. All that stuff has to evolve over time. So it's always a matter of, you you can't just say, okay, I'm going to put this website out there. I'm going to put these business cards out there. I'm going to, you know, focus on this idea of client and be done with it. It's like, no, Marketing is always going to be a process. It's always going to be something you're doing more with. And you're always going to be refining your vision, refining your, who you're working for, refining what you're doing as you go and who, you know, based on what experience you have with people and how, with the feedback you get from them. Well, and even if you have total clarity, 100% on who your niche is, who you're serving, what problem you're helping them mm-hmm. with, and all of that, you can still, like, media changes over time trends change over time email marketing might serve you really well or facebook or instagram or pinterest or some other crazy thing that isn't even out yet like in two years maybe everybody's going to capitalize on this new thing that isn't video yeah live streaming like who knows what's coming next and so there's that piece of being in the season of your business and recognizing that right now I'm planting a bunch of seeds and I'm going to see what grows from there. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to see how I want to nurture that thing and how I want it to grow. Or it could be that I am solid on working with these people, but they're not hanging out here anymore. Mm -hmm. So if they're not at the coffee shop and they're not looking at the bulletin board, right? There could be a new coffee shop down the road that those people have all gravitated toward. They're they're all at the kombucha place. Exactly. They're like, no, I I don't know. No, I don't want to do coffee anymore. Kombucha is the new thing, and and you don't know how those things are going to change. Like I had a client a couple weeks ago who wanted to do this event, but it was the week that we had the polar vortex, and no one signed up for her event, and the entire week I was go- she's like no one signed up for this yet I'm like well it's because it's below zero out like give it a few days but that stuff you can't predict that stuff you can't predict that we'd have like a generational like awful event happening where all schools are closed for a week yeah that never happened no it never happened all business is closed for a week everything no. was crazy in town and I'll tell you stuff like that it, it's not just weather it's not just we had like I, when I worked in my corporate gig there, it was when Barack Obama was president, and he decided to make an appearance in the same town that we were hosting a grand opening for one of our stores. And it completely dismantled the grand opening of the stores because everyone wanted to see Barack Obama. They could care less that a store is opening like a new grocery chain right. that day. No one could have known about that. No one could have predicted it, but it impacted their marketing. And right. so, you know, you can't beat yourself up about things like that because those things are always going to happen. That's why people are always like, I want guarantees that this is going to work. Nothing can be guaranteed. 
guaranteed with marketing or in business because you never know. There's always extenuating circumstances. But that's where it's really important to plant the seed. Mm-hmm to see what grows, Mm -hmm. to do some reflection and consideration about what happens next. Yeah. So if these three seeds grew, where do I want to transplant them to? Do Mm -hmm. they need the sunny part of the garden? Do they need the shady part of the garden? Like, what do they need to nurture themselves? And so if you have uh, an event that goes bust and nobody shows up for it, why didn't they show up for it? What happened? Where was the piece lost? Did a lot of people RSVP and then change their mind at the last minute? Was there a polar vortex? Was there a celebrity in town? Or was it that you were marketing to the wrong people? Mm -hmm. Was it that something didn't land right? You know, like, we have to do this exploration as business owners. It's trial and error. It's putting something out there, see how it's received, And then make a decision where you can course correct if you need to. I think another part of that, too, is people are so quick to give up. Like, say you had a sound healing event and it didn't work at a particular event one time. You'd probably look at that and say, oh, that means I should probably either A, never hold a sound healing event again if you're really discouraged. B, never hold a sound healing event at that time or that place. Or C, which is the right approach, to be like, okay, this didn't work this time. Maybe I'll try it again and see. And I think it's key to try things more than one time before you say that didn't work that's not for me and that's hard too because we have limited time we have limited resources but I talk a lot about with my marketing stuff I talk about A-B testing which is where you take one variable and that's the only thing that you change so if you're going to test something like your A may have been a bust but you need to have a B to compare it to to be like okay maybe this event was an anomaly and then I'm having a B event and that'll be more successful or maybe it was a bust again and you've wasted your time and then you can really say concretely hey this didn't work but you need to not be so quick I think a lot of people are so quick to give up on things when they don't work the first time that they miss out on a lot of opportunity and then that's what gets them in the spiral of this didn't work that didn't work I'm not doing this right I'm not a good business owner oh my gosh what do I do blah 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 and then they start spinning their wheels but I also think what you're talking about brings me back to the idea of failure Mm -hmm. so many of us are terrified of failure we do everything we can to avoid failure we're Mm -hmm. scared we don't want to fail the worst thing and everybody knows that entrepreneurship is a risk and you have a million people in your life telling you oh are you sure you don't want like a nine to five with benefits who's paying your health insurance what are you gonna do like you already are taking this risk and so you're trying to prove to yourself and everyone else that you're not a failure Mm -hmm. and the problem is success the road to success is paved with failures. Yes. The only way you can see succeed is to be willing to show up and fail and show up and fail. And there's something about being brave mm-hmm. in there. Showing up bravely to try to do the thing. And if it doesn't land right, then you try again. Yeah. Or you change it or you talk to a different audience, but as long as you don't quit, you haven't really ever failed. Exactly. You know, there's most big names in business have failed. Most big entrepreneurs who have started amazing businesses have had another business or two or Mm -hmm. three that have failed. Right. You know, the only way you learn and grow is to fail. It's like the plant that you raised in a little pot and then you take it outside and put it in the sunshine and then you bring it back in at Mm -hmm. night because it's not ready to be exposed to the harsh 
nights. Yeah. And then you take it in and then you put it back out and then you take it in and put yep. it back out and you are making this plant more hardy. Mm-hmm. You know, you're exposing it to challenge so that it can learn how to grow despite the fact that it's being challenged. Yeah. Like and as entrepreneurs, we have to do that. We have to keep putting ourselves in these risky situations where we might fail. And I think sometimes people have the expectation that they're going to fail and that when they don't, they're actually kind of surprised by it. Have you ever encountered people like that? Um, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> Go into that more. <laughs> if, well, I, I hear this a lot. Like people are like, oh, you know, social media doesn't work for me or emails haven't worked in the past, blah, blah. And so when I say So they don't try. They Well, they either don't try or they tried once. Yes. And then they say it doesn't work for me. 100%. I think that that is failing ahead of time. Yeah. When and that's what already, they want to do because that keeps them playing small. That Yep. That keeps you safe because as long safe. as you don't put yourself out there in a scary way, mm-hmm. you won't fail and you won't be wrong. But then you never have the opportunity to succeed. No. I mean, every single brand out there, female, does social media, does marketing, does all these things. Like, if they didn't work, no one would keep doing them. It's If you failed, it's because you haven't found the way to do it that works for you. Right. But And again, it could not be the season of your life where that's something that you need to worry about, too. Well, and I have heard of people who collect <laughs> failures, who yes. legitimately, like, have a file that every month they want to get five failures or ten failures because... If you're not failing, you're not growing. If you're not stretching and challenging yourself, you're not growing. I get really angsty when I invite people personally to mm-hmm. things, you know, doing in-person events. I love running and facilitating these powerful experiences for people, but it's hard for me to ask, yeah. to ask people to show up. And the last week, I randomly sent out four personal invites and four people plus their one friend showed up at this in-person event that was more than doubled the event. It was so incredible. But if I hadn't asked, yeah. Nobody would have come. But I think the reason you did that is because you were okay with them not showing up. Like the barrier of your time and your investment, because what, what's the worst I have? And they say, hey, you know, I have other plans. If And you kind of had your mindset that that was what was going to be, you know, right. that's the worst that could happen. Right. If you had invested a bunch of time, like put Facebook ads out, then the barrier to success would have been that much higher. But also, I think below all of that is the risk of not being accepted, of feeling yep. ashamed. You know, it's not that I'm afraid people aren't going to show up. It's that I'm going to feel bad about myself that I put myself out there. Yeah. Like, it's scary. It's that rejection, that yes. mentality. You you have people that reject you and say, never email me again. Never mm-hmm. message me again. I don't want anything to do with you. The truth is, if that's what they say, they're not your people. No. So bless them. Let them go. Mm-hmm. They are not your people. Good. Get off my list. I want to talk to the people who love me and think I'm awesome. Exactly. And that is the heart of so many people's hangups about marketing is they're afraid of being rejected by the people who really have no business doing stuff for them anyways. Well, and who are not their dream clients. Yeah, they're not their clients. If they're not your dream client, then let them go so that you can have space for the people that you really want. If they're the right people, like working with them will be a dream and makes your heart feel good. And like the clients I have today, like every interaction with them almost is just like, oh my gosh, like you are just the most spectacular person. Our relationship is sunshine and rainbows and puppies. And I know I'm exaggerating because it's not always that way, but it's it's winter here. Yeah. But it's that way more often than it is not. And that's what alignment is. It's, and 
you know, on the other side of that, like when it's not okay, like when you and I have a bickering match or one of my other clients is frustrated, like, you know, it's the exception. It's not the norm. Because every other interaction is just like, oh my gosh, like you actually like what I'm doing and I like working with you. And it's just like this harmoniously good thing. So why not spend your time like looking for more of those people instead of banging your head against the wall and be like, oh my gosh, this person who I don't even really care about doesn't really think what I'm doing is weird or they don't get it or what if these people don't get it? Those aren't your people anyways. Like the people who are going to go after you are the people that read your stuff and within five minutes they're like, yes, this is the person that I want to work with. This is someone who's like me. This is someone who I connect with. And that is true as long as you can show up and be you. Yeah, I mean, you have you have to be authentic authentic yeah and you have to be you and you have to talk to the people that you love working with I think so often we show up and we try and dilute our message so that appeals to most people and we're not really talking to the one person that we would love to work with because that one person has 20 friends that they Mm -hmm. can send you to so it's not about you talking to 20 random people and diluting what you have to say Share who you really are and what you have to say and who you really want to help. And and your business will grow because you are specific and because you are real. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the relations that I have that are just the ones that I treasure as clients are ones where, like you, we met and we were at a coffee shop and we were totally both not thinking about our business. We just connected on an authentic level. My other favorite, like most loved client in the world Love you, Rachel. Like, we connected at a yoga class, and we sat next to each other. And then it was like, oh, you need marketing help. You know, I know so-and-so needs this. And we connected that way. So it's when when you're not looking – you know, they always say that with love, too. It'll come when you're not looking for it, which is true. That was how I found my partner. But, you know, that it's true with clients, too. They come when you're not – when you're not like, oh, my God, I need to have these five clients right now. It's like, no. If they look at you and they like you who you are, then that's when you're more likely to find those people. Well, and it's when you're minding your own business. Yes. When oh, you're- yeah. Yes. <laughs> when you're showing up for the thing that you're trying to do, you're not mm-hmm. trying to grasp at these straws or these You're not people. worried about your Instagram followers. No, yeah, this water is running through your fingers and I'm trying to cup it and hold on mm-hmm. real tight. Yeah. Like, no, just do the thing you're supposed to do really well mm-hmm. and be yourself and talk in a way that makes sense to you and your people and it doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter say. if you have business cards or a website if or a social geeky, media present. Star Wars yeah. nerd, talk all about that mm-hmm. and be weird and be awesome yes. and people will love you for that. But if you're trying to talk to corporate America and you can't talk about Chewbacca, then I don't know. Maybe they aren't your clients. <laughs> no, they're probably not. But and then that's the part of it too. That like people are, like, oh my gosh, there's not enough Star Wars fans out there. I can't make a business targeting Star. Yes, there are. There are enough Star Wars fans out there. Trust me. Every single weird thing about you that you're like, no one is going to like. There's enough. There's like seven billion people in the world. You can find the ten or twenty or fifty, however, that you need to make your business. And the People are out there. You just need to find them. also, even if they don't love Star Wars, they're going to love you because you're being who you really are. Yeah, that too. I don't love cats. I'm severely allergic to cats. And I know a lot of really big cat lovers out there that Instagram is all papered with cats and Mm -hmm. it's not my deal. But you know what? I love them for their love of cats. Yes. super weird. If you're weird enough to like cat memes, they're probably people that we're going to want to talk to, even if we hate cats. Totally. So leave your cats at home, but... We'll still love you. 
So what was this point of this whole podcast? <laughs> align with your uh, align with your marketing. Well, align with the season, like, and yes. align with who you are, and don't apologize for being who you are and where you're at, because the right people are going to find you no matter where you are and where you're at. If you're a mom and you've got newborn kids at home, maybe your client is also a mom and has kids at home, so she understands where you are when you say, "Hey, I'm doing this call. Well, I've got kids like under my foot right now," you know, and. I hate to say it, but look for people who are, if you don't know who your ideal client is, maybe you look at people that are like you. That's, That's so probably true. the easiest way to find your people and figure out who you're going to reach is look for people who are like you because like attracts like, as we all say. It's true. And if all the moms you know, and you know a lot of moms want to hang out with you on a Zoom call, then all of the Facebook group posts and email marketing that you do isn't going to get them because all you got to do is send a text and say, hey, pal, I'm going to do this Zoom call. Yeah. Why don't you hop on with me and tell three of your friends? That yeah. would be great. That's easy. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be hard. But that's the scariest thing is showing up and being real and plant that seed. Planting the seed. Yep. And then you have those 10 raving fans who think you're awesome, who are on your last call. You nurture those seeds. Mm-hmm. Don't stress out about all the people that didn't get back to you. Yep. Focus on those people, that those things that are growing. Mm-hmm. And nurture them and love them and help them grow into something new. Yes. And use your business that way. Yes. Amen. And I will say, I do not have a green thumb. To use this metaphor a little bit further, but I can still plant some seeds, so you can too. Enjoy your week, friends. Take care.